With this liturgy today, we end the 40 days of Lenten journey. As of today, this is the last day you'll see the color, the uh, Lenten color of violet. Tomorrow, because we begin this most holy triduum with the establishing of the, uh, of the Eucharist, an institution of the priesthood, institution of the Eucharist and priesthood, tomorrow we'll be wearing white color in honor of the Eucharist. Friday, because of suffering and death of our Lord, we're wearing red. And then Easter Vigil, gold or white, so to, to denote that we are rejoicing in the fact of what God has done for us. So each day, starting tomorrow, today is the end of the Lenten journey, but tomorrow we are invited to walk with the Lord. I know that many people have to work. I know that it's a luxury to participate in a three-room, the great three-room of the, the liturgical celebrations, but it is truly worth for us because we take our eyes off ourselves and we place our eyes on the Lord. We're with him, we walk with him, we hear his voice. We experience the rejection and the suffering. We experience his burial. And here, as in many, many churches, we will do everything here liturgically. We will walk with the Lord. We will experience his presence. We experience his suffering, death, dying. We'll hear his voice. The Holy Triduum is known as the greatest event in a Christian's life. The institution of the Eucharist, suffering, dying of Jesus, rising. And the Triduum is sort of a misnomer because Easter lasts eight days. So it's not just the three days, but the last day, the Easter begins one day, as a long one day, lasting eight, eight regular days, but is known as a triduum. What is the Lord asking us today? He's asking us, first of all, to reflect who he is. Today, when we read the first reading, we go back to Isaiah, and the Isaiah, in Isaiah, there's a figure known as a suffering servant. It was a mysterious, which, you know, people did not, could not exactly grasp. Is someone unlike a, a, a scapegoat or a lamb that was offered? He's a human person who suffers on behalf of others. He suffers such indignity, such great suffering that one could not even recognize his face. He's the one who suffered tremendously, and yet, as you know, here we have 600 years before the birth of Christ, we hear this prophecy. And the one who we could see visibly what happened to this suffering servant of the Old Testament, Isaiah, is in Jesus himself. He's the one. So he has prophetic vision. People in the Old Testament could not understand because it wasn't their practice that someone would be suffering on behalf of others because they had the lamb, the, the sacrificial lamb, or even the scapegoat, the one that was placed, all the burdens and sins were placed upon 
the goat and send into the desert to die so that with him all the sins would die. But here we have the Isaiah, the suffering servant, and, and yet it is says, my face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. Today, the third oracle of the servant, suffering servant. It was not because God is my help. The Father will take care of me. Father, I have set my face like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame, even though we as human beings wanted to shame the Son of God, wanted to give him the most shameful death, the most painful death, wanted to place on him all, all the infirmities, all the brokenness within us, the lack of knowledge of God, the lack of love, lack of respect. We wanted to place upon him, but he says, no, but the Lord will uphold me. And even if, if someone would wish to oppose me, let us confront, let him confront me, because God, the Father, will defend me. God the Father will defend me, and I, as Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. The Son of God, mistreated by us, rejected, abused, and yet he's the one who takes upon all the sins upon himself so that we may be freed, so we, then, we do not experience the consequences of our own sin. And today in our gospel, we hear the gospel of Judas, you know, we have to remember that there's a moment when the disciples themselves begin to question Jesus, and it is the Eucharistic, the chapter 6 of St. John, the Gospel. It is there when Jesus says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall not have life in you. I am the bread of life who has come down from heaven. It's the sharing in the Eucharist. This is the moment and as you remember, when many left, many of the disciples left, this is hard for us to grasp. It is hard for us to understand. And many left. And, and Jesus was looking at the disciples too. Will you leave me as well? It was part of Judas also there. Perhaps he questioned and doubted. And we know that that's the case. He began to question, doubt. Will you leave me too? Only Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. And now we have, again, Judas is participating in that first Eucharist where Jesus says, this is my body. This is my blood, the body and blood during the Passover meal. And it is, it is so significant that it is at the moment Jesus offers him the morsel, the bread, the Eucharist, my body, and it is at that moment Jesus leaves. He ta takes the morsel and then leaves and betrays him. This is significant. It's very significant that it takes place within the Eucharist, Eucharistic first celebration of the Eucharist to Jesus who offers this Passover meal, but he takes this morsel and he gives to, to, a, to, to, to Judas. Judas accepts it and leaves, does not want to stay any longer, leaves. And, and it is at that moment we know the betrayal takes, so takes place. So this holy triduum that we enter tomorrow, 
Let us walk with the Lord day by day as much as we are able to, whether we're able to participate fully or at least by way of a live streaming here from the shrine. But not everything is live stream, you know. We have only certain things that we do. But in your parishes as well, there are things like Stations of the Cross, Way of the Cross. You know, there's a, whether it's three o'clock, you know, the Passion of our Lord, or is it at 7 p.m. sometimes in parishes? But yes, it's not mandatory because some things are not mandatory because the church realizes that people have to work. And yet, to take time, to take time to walk with the Lord, to take time to spend time with Him, to hear His voice, to hear His words. Because that's not only the, the Holy Thursday where we memorate, I mean, we, we remember and commemorate the Last Supper, but that Last Supper is with us every day. It's not just historically, it's every day. Every day we hear the words of the Last Supper, this is my body, broken for you, destroyed for you, my body, and this is my blood poured out for you, the blood of the new covenant. We, have, we celebrate Holy Thursday each day, but in a special way we see not only the Lord's, you know, the, just the words of institution, but what did Jesus say on, on Holy Thursday? He washed their feet. I am, if you call me Lord, the Messiah, and I am the one who's washing your feet. He wants to cleanse us, cleanse us. That washing of feet, Jesus wants to wash us in a sacrament of penance. He's washing our sins, washing us, preparing us for, for the Eucharist. Before the Passover meal, he washed his feet before he instituted the Eucharist. Washing our feet is an act of love take care of one another. If I have done this, you do the same for each other. Be there for each other, help each other. Because that's the only thing that manifests who we are as Christians, is we imitate him, the one who has loved us. And then what else happened? Not only the, you know, the, 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 the institution of the Eucharist itself, but then Jesus says, do this in memory of me, you disciples, you 12. Do this in memory of me. You do this, reenact, and this is why the church embraced this. And, and, and the, the breaking of the bread, as was known, the celebration, look, Paul, 20 years after this event, only 20 years, for all of us who know how quickly 20 years go by, Paul says, it is from the Lord I received. It's from the Lord, namely on the night before the Lord died. He gathered his disciples and, and reenacted. And this is, and he said, this is my body, my blood. Uh, so St. So Paul already, 20 years later, he celebrates this Eucharist that we celebrate because of the commission that Jesus gave, do this in memory of me, establishing the hierarchical priesthood and the power to the Holy Spirit that is able to make the bread and wine into body and blood of Christ. And as, as I said just before, Judas questioned and doubted. He was disillusioned. He wanted to have Jesus as a powerful ruler, social worker, all the, the type of leadership that people expect. But he didn't accept him as God, as a son of God. He didn't accept him. He didn't accept the power to be able to 
do extraordinary things on behalf of others, especially to make bread and wine into the body and blood of the Son of God. But then what else happened on this Holy Thursday? If you look at the Gospel of St. John, chapters 13 through 17, he wanted to share with us everything. He wanted to share that we can't do anything. We're like, you know, we're like branches on a vine. If we're united with him, we're able to do everything through his power. But if not, we break. You know, the branch is broken off, has no power, dies. So he's asking us to stay in communion with him. He told us how he, the Lord himself, he says how, he's, how, how great is the union between himself and the Father we know. But he says, but if you accept me, I'll bring you into this union with God the Father. I'll bring you to this profound union of love and you experience the Father's presence in your life. And then you'll be united with me and just as I am one with the Father and the Father is in me so that you also will be one in me and one in the Father. What a beautiful knowledge to have that God the Father is in us. God, one who has, has created all these things that we see, the most incredible things, and he created us, and he's in us, God in us. What a knowledge of the indwelling of God within us. We're not alone, we'll never be alone, we'll never be able to be so distracted by life that we forget who God is, what our destiny is. And so this is what the Lord is saying. And then he continues, I'll give you a help. I'll give you the Holy Spirit. He'll be with you. He will guide you. He'll take care of you. He'll let you know and remind you of the things which I've taught you. And he'll lead you into, into even greater knowledge, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Also, the Last Supper, he says, love one another as I've loved you. This is my commandment. Love one another, as I have loved you. And I have loved you to the end. I am offering my life for you. Do so in the same way. These, this is Holy Thursday. And there's more looking into the Gospel of John in a special way. Taking closer look. You know, spend some time. You know, even if I know the news is all over the place. We have, we have all kinds of things, you know you know, on one side or the other, whatever it is. This is not all that there is to life. Yes, we can look at life through the political realm. Yes, we can look through our own life through economic means realm, but there's what is called the world that we can see things through the eyes of faith. And this Holy Triduum is looking at the world in our life and our future through the eyes of God, through the eyes of faith. Incredible. We don't have to worry about someone telling us what this world is all about. We have received the gift of knowledge through the revelation. This is what God wishes us to have, possess the knowledge of what takes place. But we have to walk the journey with the Lord, the way of the cross on Good Friday. You know, there's a beautiful, you know, station of a cross. There are so many of them, you know, 
uh, Francis, uh, the, uh, the Liguori, Alphonsus Liguori, or, or the, some Franciscan short or Dominican or St. John Paul. We here do at the National Shrine, we compare Jesus' death walking with Faustina's writing. And you know, and how the Lord is reminding us who we are, who he is. You know, he says, don't, don't let discouragement take place. Walk with me, stay with me. I will make you the knight and, and the, 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 you know, this, this strong you know, person to be able to know, to understand, to do things. Uh, the passion of tomorrow is according to St. John. You know, as you know, the Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday, we eat, there's a cycle, three-year cycle. So the first was Matthew, this year is Matthew. Next year will be Mark, and the third one will be St. Luke. But each Friday we read the gospel according to St. Matthew. If you're not able to participate in, in liturgy, at least read that. And tomorrow, there's a, you know, there's a three-part, not through tomorrow, but Good Friday, three-part liturgy. It's first of all, adoration of the cross, the passion, adoration of the cross, and then finally the intercessions. We pray for everyone. You know, and we also, as, as followers of our Lord, we begin the great novena to divine mercy, the great novena, whereby we read and reflect on each one of the intentions which our Lord gave to Faustina, which actually overlaps the Good Friday for the most part. And then we pray the chaplet as a preparation for the outpouring of the fullness of grace on, good, on, on Divine Mercy Sunday. And finally, on Holy Saturday here, we have a special type of, of, of entering the tomb where the Lord is here with us, starting Good Friday. You know, here, here as we, we meditate on his passing away, God himself took human form so that he may offer his life experience, uh, that which you could not experience as God. He could die for us. He could show us that love. God so loved the world that he gave up his only son, allowing him to die so that we may have life. Uh, extraordinary moments, and of course, Easter. So I guess what I wish to say is participate, participate spiritually, liturgically, participate in this holy triduum so that we can, all of us, may come to know him who has loved us beyond all telling, that we may experience his presence, experience the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that we may experience that gift that God has given to us, that love that knows no bounds, love that transforms us, love that sanctifies us, divinizes us, until we shall share the glories of the life that goes beyond the grave. It's a beautiful news to see through the eyes of faith, to see the eyes, our lives and this world's life, through the eyes of revelation, divine revelation, through the eyes of God. The truth is we are God's people destined for glory. The truth is we're sinners and yet redeemed. The truth is our life does not end, goes beyond the grave. The truth is God is real. God who sent his son and gives us the Holy Spirit 
until we will be transformed to be his sons and daughters, to be to live with him in the paradise forever. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the Word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.